what you are basic. Deep, deep down, far, far in, is simply the fabric and structure of existence itself. Peace for all men and women, for all men and women, for all men and women. Not merely peace in our time, peace in all time. Honestly expressing yourself. Peace for all men and women, for all men and women, for all men and women. Not merely peace in our time, peace in all time. The fabric and structure of existence Hi everybody, welcome to episode number 24 of the Parallel Mike podcast, which you can find on all podcast apps and also on Rockfin if you're listening to just part one of the show, and on ParallelMike.com where members can find full episodes and you can also engage with me and find out more about my content. On tonight's show we have the great Ryder Lee, who is host of the Raised by Giants podcast, which you can find also over on Rockfin and on YouTube. Now the show was originally going to be all about psychic spies because Ryder Lee has done what in my opinion is some of the best research out there on this topic of CIA and intelligence services using clairvoyance and those with psychic gifts as part of their own operations. And we do go into this subject in depth, but we don't actually get there until part two. And that's because in part one, we begin by talking about Ryder's most recent work, which is on UFO death cults. And it was so fascinating that we ended up sticking on the topic for an entire hour. So then in part two, we do what in essence is almost like a separate show all about psychic spies. So if you're just listening to part one, you're going to get to hear an awesome episode all about UFO death cults. But if you're listening to part two as well, because you remember, you're going to get to hear all about psychic spies. And this is one of my favorite topics. I think it really tells us a lot about how things are really working here on this place where we exist. And a big thank you to Ryder for hanging in there for the whole two hours. This was a big episode. Like I said, it's almost kind of two episodes in one. Now, one more thing that I wanted to mention before I go is that Ryder has recently released a fantastic documentary. You can find it on Amazon Prime. He created this alongside Jay Widener and it's called JFKX. And it's all about the assassination of JFK and what they believe was actually taking place that day. It's got some disturbing new evidence that unbelievably nobody has ever put forward. I watched it just last night with my wife. I was blown away. It's a fantastic documentary. And this is one that just really gets you thinking, how much do we really know about history? And what can we still learn if we go back and reanalyze some of the evidence with our fresh eye using our modern day technology? That's exactly what they do. So go check that one out on Amazon Prime. It's just a couple of dollars to rent. And maybe I can convince Ryder and maybe even J2 to come back on the show at a later date to discuss it. So I'm going to leave it there for the brief intro. Members, I look forward to seeing you all over on ParallelMike.com. If you haven't checked out the forum over there, please come along and say hi. There is also a thread for an upcoming Q&A session. In closing, I wish you all good health and happiness. Here is my fantastic episode with Ryder Lee. Thank you all for listening. And of course, I will see you all in the next one. Hi everybody, welcome to the Parallel Mike podcast. I'm here with Ryder Lee. Ryder's got a fantastic podcast, which I found not so long back, Ryder, and I listened to a specific episode, and this episode was probably one of the wildest 
podcast episode I'd ever listened to. And I'm so blessed that I've got a platform to speak to you on because I had so many questions. So thank you so much for joining us, Ryder. Before we get into this crazy topic, which is Psychic Spies, do you just want to tell listeners a little bit more about yourself, how you came to start a podcast and what kind of interests you in this research? Well, recently I decided to, you know, really dive deep into a topic like I don't finish with the topic until I feel like that I've figured it out, right? I'm going to go get to the bottom of exactly what's going on. And not a lot of people do that, right? They kind of skim the surface of a lot of these topics and they get a lot of stuff wrong, you know? And that's what I've really been focusing on recently is tracking back all the stuff, realize where the stuff came from, who was the originator of a lot of these theories and speculations when it comes to, you know, UFOs, when it comes to extraterrestrials and predictions about what's going to happen in the future. That's what I'm really focusing on right now is uh, UFO cults. That's the series that I'm doing right now on my YouTube channel, Raised by Giants. And you can find that on Rockfan, Rumble, Odyssey, and all of the different podcast platforms. I'm just doing a deep dive into you know, because people, they talk about a lot of different things. And when you go back and you research where a lot of these original concepts for intergalactic space fleets coming to save humanity, UFOs, ships all around that our galaxy is heavily populated with all of these beings and all that, you realize that it's just been regurgitated from much older and previous people. Right. And a lot of it has come out of UFO cults and uh, like the Seekers UFO cult is one of the most the earliest known recent UFO cult in the United States that predicted that the United States was going to be destroyed by a natural disaster, an earthquake that is going to cause a tsunami that's going to destroy the United States in 1954, December 21st of 1954. And then uh, that didn't happen. And then they pushed the date further in the future. They said that it was going to be uh, uh, Christmas Eve of 1954. That didn't happen. There was a gentleman that infiltrated into that cult that said that um, that really developed the term cognitive dissonance, which is mind blowing to me that cognitive dissonance was a term that was used to describe the Seekers UFO cult back in 1954 for their psychology and how they made excuses surrounding why all of their predictions didn't happen, which was used for a UFO call. And now we turn around and we use cognitive dissonance to describe people that are not a part of the community, the people that are NPCs, the people that are asleep when it was originally designed for people that were inside of this community. So I'm really going back and uh, dissecting a lot of these age old, um, extraterrestrial belief systems and uh, these um, UFO landings and predictions that never came true. And that's what's really pushing me forward. Now I started out with my channel with spirituality and then I evolved out of spirituality and I went into the UFO and extraterrestrial topic. Then I evolved out of the extraterrestrial topic and the UFO topic into remote viewing and psychic spies, which we're going to get into here today. And then now I'm on uh, UFO cults and 
uh, extraterrestrial cults. So that's a little history of how this started, but I've been doing it for roughly around uh, a little over three years now. So anybody is welcome to come to my channel, get into my chats. I do uh, three or four shows a week, uh, bring uh, some guests on to have some really awesome discussions. You know, I started out with just doing interviews and stuff and interviews is uh, not really something that I'm focusing much on in the future. It's going to be just me and me having discussions with other people that I feel are enlightened uh, enough to, you know, follow along with what I'm doing. So thanks for having me on, brother. Really appreciate it. And I'm uh, looking forward to diving into this uh, psychic spy topic with you. Well, it's absolutely our pleasure, Ryder. And I really love your research because you do deep dives and I think you hit on a really important point there. And this is something that I found when I do a deep dive on a subject. And I think anyone that researches really well will figure this out at some point is that what you find is that the same things are regurgitated so many times that they become the truth. But if you go back and you dig deep enough, you actually find that there was like an original sin, <coughs> excuse me, where somebody actually made a mistake or just simply invented a narrative and then it got regurgitated so many times it became doctrine and if you go back far enough you can peel the layers away and say actually no that was never true to begin with and i think you mentioned something like you get this kind of feel inside and once you feel that it's almost directing you towards it isn't it absolutely and that's exactly what i have discovered with studying all of these cults uh the ufo called um the Raelian ufo call ran by rael here started in 1974 he uh apparently had physical contact with an extraterrestrial group that landed in paris and was called the elohim extraterrestrials they took him to his their home planet told him about how they achieve immortality and, and that's through cloning he actually opened up a cloning center in canada where he claims that he can clone people and there's a rapper named Kid Boo that says that he was a part of this uh, cloning experiment. Uh, then you have uh, the so Order of the Solar Temple cult with uh, Luke Jure and Demambro uh, that basically is very similar to the Heaven's Gate cult in their belief systems as well. They believe that uh, a great white brotherhood of, of light was going to come and save them from... Uh, disaster and that it was going to be an apocalyptic ending this is their symbol i don't have the picture of them but this is the symbol of the order of the solar temple and they claimed that they were the reincarnations of all these um saints and that luke uh, uh demambro was a uh, reincarnation of moses and akhenaten and then uh the heaven's gate cult they believed that they were the reincarnation of jesus and uh, Mother Mary, and that they were the two at the end of uh, the world, the book of Revelation prophesies about the two witnesses. And then they also said that all of their cult members and stuff were all uh, reincarnations from disciples back whenever they were Jesus and Mother Mary. And then the one that I just covered today, which is the Unarius Academy uh, cult, they also believe that they were the reincarnation of Jesus Christ and Mother Mary. And it, as many people have claimed that they're the reincarnation of Jesus Christ, how come we haven't been saved yet? 
right? If this stuff is real and it's true, then how come nothing has been done about it, right? It's it's ridiculous. It's fairy tales. It's nonsense. And when you go back and you study all this, I have a a playlist of all the videos that I've done on these UFO cults. You can see how each one of them are related. It is basically new age nonsense that has been copied off of religion. They've just replaced Jesus and God with extraterrestrials in space and have developed their own ideology and their own theory to push out into the uh, cult landscape and gain a following of people. That's what's going on. It's just a direct copy. They pick and choose certain little things that they want from uh, other people that they've heard talk about these types of things. I mean, Bo, uh, Bo and T from the Heaven's Gate called. That's exactly what they did in the early 70s, they went around to all the New Age spiritual centers because New Age theories were really popular uh, in, in the late 60s into the early 70s. They visit gurus and uh, spiritual leaders all around the United States. And that was done for a reason. That was to incorporate little bits and pieces of all of these different belief systems and these theologies that were becoming popular at the time to twist it up into their own theology and their own philosophy. I call it a cult burrito, right? That's what it is. It's a cult burrito. It's a seven layer dip burrito uh, of other people's theories and thoughts and ideas all wrapped up into their own in order to uh, have something new that seems familiar, but it's not right. It's the exact same thing that's just been regurgitated over and over again. We did an episode not so long back on the cosmic Christ or the coming of the cosmic Christ. And we looked at Alice Bailey's book, The Reappearance of the Christ, which is talking about this kind of future avatar that's going to be a, th a synthesis of all of these other religious leaders or the, the ones that they project will come in the future. So the Maitreya and the next coming of Christ. And then there's one in Islam, too. And they're all kind of it seems now we're kind of going towards that. They're starting to release all this information about UFOs and all of these uh, past incidents with the CIA and the military. Have you come across this in your research too, Ryder? Does it, do you feel like we're actually being kind of filtered towards some kind of future cosmic event or coming of some kind of future savior figure? Because it feels like almost that's the chat that, that you know, the, that's the path we're on now. Well, George King here from the Aetherist Society cult in 1954 said almost that exact same thing. He said that uh, he channeled messages in from um, the Great White Brotherhood, the Venetians, the Martians, and all these extraterrestrial races and discovered that Jesus was an actual extraterrestrial and Jesus was from Venus and Buddha was also from Venus and Krishna was from Saturn and that there's these hierarchical structure of cosmic beings out there. You know, it's it's a bunch of nonsense is is what it is. And they let that happen. They they let these and another thing that is that's important to mention, when all these cults first started popping up was right around the exact time that the CIA's MK Ultra program started up. The oh, wow. exact same time. Right in the exact same area, right? Nine uh, 53, 54, right? And the MK Ultra program started in 52, right? So I personally 
believe there's no proof or no evidence behind it. But my beliefs are is that's how a lot of these cults initially started. They were experiments for the CIA MK Ultra programs, right? Feed them a bunch of nonsense, right? I mean, the the whole Project Blue Beam thing, like uh, projecting aliens and UFOs into the sky, that wasn't a actual thing that happens outside of yourself. The Project Blue Beam went under a different name, and it was an MK Ultra subproject that was called Project Blue Bolt, and Project Blue Bolt was to literally implant the visions, the the holographic visions directly into the subject's head. It wasn't something outside of yourself. It was to implant a false memory, seeing something that's really not there, basically a uh, external hallucination directly into the subject's head. And it's not something happening outside of you. It's happening inside of your head. And that's where I think space really is. When everyone's talking about outer space, they're not talking about something outside of yourself out there in the galaxy. They're actually talking about the, the space in your head, the space behind your eyes and in front of your ears. That's the space that they're talking about, right? So I think that what has happened is they've put out some of these ideas and these thoughts within these cults in these UFO groups as early as 1953 with the Seekers UFO cult. A lot of other people take those ideas. They they change them just a little bit. They manipulate them, turn them into something else, incorporate their own ideas. And then they go around to a, a, another cult, another new age center. They get a few more ideas and they, twist it and turn it and morph it into something different. And then now we have all of this myth and all these stories of supposed extraterrestrial visitations and UFOs that are completely not real, but has been insinged into uh, everyone's minds, right? Like the seekers called like the theorist society called like the Ashtar command called like the realien called all these cults do what I call uh, a switcheroo, right? They, whenever people, whenever their followers start seeing discrepancies within their belief systems, they always change it to something different. It starts out as a physical thing, right? Physical extraterrestrials are coming to save us. They're physically going to land their ships. Later on in the cult, it turns into etheric stuff. It turns into spiritual stuff. It turns into consciousness. And that is exactly what has happened with every single one of these cults. Their belief systems and their theology uh, gets altered and it gets changed whenever their original thought wasn't working out they turn it into something else, right? And it's always spiritual. It's always, it's like the Heaven's Gate cult with Bo and T here. They said that extraterrestrial ships, they told their followers that extraterrestrial ships were going to land several times 
through the decades since they first started in 74. They had their followers out in the woods just waiting with no direction. They gave them a tuning fork and was like, hit this tuning fork over your head, sit there and meditate, wake up in the middle of the night, look at the sky, and hopefully you'll see a uh, UFO from the next level, uh, evolutionary level above human that's going to land and rapture you up into the uh, next age, the next uh, evolutionary age above human. Right. But then when that didn't work and that didn't, the, the cracks started showing in that and no one ever saw any UFO fleets landing to rapture them up into the next evolutionary level above human. Bo and T from the Heaven's Gate call started, well, mostly Bo because T died in uh, 85 of brain cancer, which was another heavy blow to the uh, Heaven's Gate cult because they thought that she was a prophet and that she was going to be raptured up into this UFO, uh, into the next evolutionary level above human. Then Bo started saying, oh, it's not a physical transition anymore, right? We're just in vehicles now. We're just in containers. These are just shells of containers and our consciousness lives forever, right? And it's going to be a spiritual transition, no longer a physical transition, spiritual transition has to do with consciousness. The UFOs aren't physical anymore. The clouds are, uh, when we get up into the clouds, it, it turns into UFOs and we're going to be transformed into a physical extraterrestrial in the next level. Right? So it's always a, a, a switching of belief systems to keep the followers on the hook of you know, the, the UFOs didn't work. The extraterrestrials didn't work. We got to switch up our belief system, turn it into something different. And the easiest way to do that is to turn it into a spiritual and consciousness thing because spirituality, consciousness, ascension, uh, after death, none of that stuff can be proved. But you can disprove someone that's making a prediction like all of them do. Every single one of these cults have made a prediction about the in the future these ufos are going to land uh like the um the Raelian cult here they did something smart though the Raelian cult with rael here he made the prediction that in 2035 the elohim extraterrestrials are going to land right which is really smart for the grift, right? You make the date so far in the future that by the time that date rolls around, this dude's going to be dead. He's already like 85 years old, right? He's going to be dead by the time 2035 comes around. Or people have forgotten. Or people just don't care anymore, right? That's the new thing. And we've already started seeing this happen within this community is that they've the grifters have wised up to making the date so soon, right? It can't be next year. It can't be the year after that. It's got to be so far in the future that by the time that it happens, either people don't care anymore, people have forgotten, or the person is dead that made the prediction, right? That way that none of that blowback ever comes out on them, right? There's someone that's really popular in the community that's doing that as we speak. They made the date so far in the future that it's not going to matter anymore. In your research, Ryder, did you did you actually find any links between these cults and, say, the governments or, you know, the CIA? Were they involved with these cults at any point? And do you think that there was some kind of psyop going on where they was planting these seeds for maybe a future event like today? Now they're showing us all of this supposed evidence of UFOs. And I guess they would have needed this 
backlog of evidence and sightings and experiences. So do you think that they linked over because you mentioned them Ultra? Well, I haven't found any direct correlating evidence between the government and these cults, but there are some very uh, sketchy things that are going on, like with the uh, Order of the Solar Temple cult that I covered last week in UFO Doomsday Cults Part 4, that it seemed like that the authorities and the government was trying to set up the Order of the Solar Temple to be some sort of illegal gun trafficking cult, sort of exactly like the Branch Davidians at Waco in 93, right? And that was done in Canada and Luke uh, and DeMambro both stated to their followers that they were being um, listened to, that their phones were tapped and everywhere that they went, uh, the authority authorities were harassing them. This was in a letter that was actually sent to the uh, authorities in Switzerland before they committed mass murder um, suicide, that they were being watched by the authorities, that everywhere that they went, they were being harassed above uh, what could be taken. And uh, there was a lot of really strange stuff going on with that one. And it's very similar in my eyes to the uh, Branch Davidians at Waco. And they ended in the exact same way with the Order of the Solar Temple cult. They all um, apparently, a lot of them were shot in the head, but there's discrepancies with that because of the gun that was found outside of their compound in Switzerland can only be loaded it can only be it only shoots one bullet at a time so each time you fire the gun you have to reload the gun again and then fire it one more time so there was uh i believe 40 45 or somewhere around that amount of people i don't quote me on that uh that had been shot in the head and the other 15 people had committed suicide so it's speculated that the 15 people uh, were the only ones that knew what was going to happen at that time. And uh, it's been speculated that it would take like 45 minutes to an hour to shoot all of those people in the head with a gun that only uses one bullet at a time. So there's a lot of, a lot of strange stuff that was going around with the uh, order of the, the solar temple stuff that, that made me see. Rider, that this yeah. was in Switzerland. Ah, yes. that's, see, that's really surprising because normally it's the US. It's very rarely, I mean, Switzerland is uh, it's certainly a very strange country. And there's a, there's a long history there of, of weirdness, the way it's run, all of these little fiefdoms around there. But I'm really surprised to hear that they had this kind of UFO cult there because it seems to me like it's the kind of country where you get a lot of very, very rich and very, very elite families, but not maybe the kind of crazy people out in the in in the deserts like you get in the U.S. where you've got so many people living there. Well, that was their whole grift with the Order of the Solar Temple cult was to make it a very elitist cult. It was very difficult to find out their belief systems and their belief structure and exactly what the cult members believed because it was such a high up elite cult that would really only accept members that had a lot of money. It's exactly like what you're saying. A lot of rich people live in Switzerland. A lot of elite people 
live there. And that was their whole thing. It was to only bring members into the cult that had a abnormally large bank account so that they can make donations to the cult. Right. And they shrouded that under super ultra mega secrecy that they are the only ones that had uh, this information to give to the cult members and that they were the, basically the uh, Knights Templar, that they were descendants of the Knights Templar that guarded the Holy Grail. And they had all this sacred knowledge that they were going to give. And then that attracted all of these really rich people. It was a bunch of Masonic influences, uh, a bunch of different kinds of uh, ceremonies and rituals that they would do. But it turned out Demambro, which was the leader of the cult, were doing, like was using smoke and mirrors type of holographic projections to solidify what he was talking about during his uh, rituals and his initiations into the cult, right? He was using like uh, projectors and smoke to make an apparition appear that was uh, part of these order of these higher beings that really solidified the uh, followers of the cult into uh, believing exactly what Demambro was saying. But then Demambro's daughter pretty much came out and was like, hey, he's scamming everyone right he's uh he's created these apparitions that people are seeing during these ceremonies and rituals aren't real right so then once all the cult members figured out about that he had to switch it up and then he started saying that all of the members of the cult were incarnations of very important historical figures like saints and all these people from uh, that are very important from history which kept them on the hook until uh, 94 when they all committed mass murder suicide. Right? He died he said, well that one, right? They did Demambro. Yes. Demambro uh-huh. yeah, and Luke Charest both uh, perished, uh, both committed suicide. And do you think anyone was behind them? Like there was another level that maybe run off with all the money that was controlling even them? Or do you think, it, no, that was it. It ended with them and the cult was finished. There was no kind of secret faction. Well, there was, uh, after those two compounds in Switzerland that were less than a mile away from each other, erupted in flames no longer than an hour between each other, the authorities said that it was triggered by a uh, remote incendiary device, right? I don't know. Who knows? But uh, there were uh, there was another mass suicide in uh, France. And then there was another mass suicide in Canada as well with uh, the the one in France was a year later. And then the one in Canada was a year after that, I believe, in uh, 96, where it was the exact same conditions. The uh, people were drugged. The the place were, uh, was burned to the ground and they committed suicide. But that last one that happened in Canada is said to have been the very last remnants of the order of the solar temple because they had a place in France. They had two compounds in Switzerland and then they had another one in Canada that people were aware of, but the authorities actually retrieved a document out of the burning buildings in France that showed that many of the members of the order of the solar solar temple had donated over a million dollars to the cult so the, the they were really rich people elitist people 
and they were just giving money to this cult, not even knowing really what was going on, right? Millions of dollars from separate individuals. So it is kind of strange that they just decided to, you know, commit mass murder and mass suicide. Uh, One thing that I forgot to mention was the first thing that happened that really kicked off, that supposedly kicked off this mass murder-suicide was a murder of a family and a three-month-old baby that was previously a part of the cult that DeMambro termed uh, was the Antichrist. And apparently they, um, members of the cult and the followers of the cult went to this family's house that were no longer a part of the cult anymore to get revenge on them. And they killed the parents and the three-month-old baby. They stabbed the parents to death and also stabbed the baby to death, reportedly with a wooden stake and some say a knife. And then... I guess the Mambro or I mean, that could have been a setup, you know, could have been a setup by uh, somebody and to blame the killings on them. And then they were like, oh, hey, we're going to get blamed for this. We're going to be, uh, you know, executed or we're going to spend the rest of our life in prison. And or what, I don't really know the laws in Switzerland or exactly how any of that works. So I don't really know. And then they, they just decided to tell their members that an apocalyptic ending was coming to the world and that they needed to go uh, to the uh, join their extraterrestrial higher beings in the uh, uh, Sirius star system. Right. It could be or it could have been 100 percent real. And they really did want to get revenge on this former member that they called the Antichrist and went and killed them. And then after that, they also figured out that they were going to get caught up for the murder of these former cult members. And then they just decided uh, the leaders of the cult decided to commit mass murder and uh, suicide. I don't know. It could really go either way with it. Yeah. It all seems very strange that they would go to all of this trouble to get all of these rich and wealthy people to steal all of the money, but then have no greater project for that money. You know, no grand vision that, Oh, at some point we're going to run with the money. You know what I mean? There's no, why would you take all the money to not actually then, utilize it and for it to happen in all these separate locations and have this same outcome and not one of them escape with the cash it just seems really bizarre i guess one one thing that it could be and this is just me thinking about it now is you know there is this idea that if you worship some kind of deity or entities you can create almost like an egregore which is you crystallize this energy and this demonic force can actually come to life it can assume a consciousness Have you ever thought about that, Ryder, with these groups? Like maybe there was worshipping and doing all of this fake bullshit, but then they actually did bring to life some kind of real evil from doing all of that. Yes, I've been talking about egregores since I started my show for like three years now. And it's a very interesting concept. The whole idea of an egregore comes from uh, the occult. It's an occult term that basically means that whatever you put your energy your thoughts and your beliefs into it doesn't matter if it's actually real or not you then create it out of nothing basically and um, it's very interesting that you bring that up because i think that that's a a high possibility that if enough people believe in something then 
it actually creates it in your reality, which is a concept that I've tossed around in my head a, a lot since I really started doing my show and doing any of this research. And I think that there's really is something to that. And I think that um, the ones that people think that are in control of this reality, regardless of what you think that is, if that's evil reptilians, archonic forces, extraterrestrials, or whatever, which I think it's just humans doing it. It's humans doing it to humans. They know that if they can put out a thought and the idea and get enough people to believe in that thought or idea, regardless if it's real or not, it becomes real to them. And we see evidence of that all the time in our reality, right? All it takes is someone's belief in something, but it's really a, a self-policing system, right? They figured it out that if they can get someone to believe in something that isn't real, then they effectively have control of the outcome. They have control of how the person's going to react, what they're going to do, and that gives them control of the opposition and the base narrative, the mainstream narrative that's going on, right? Because if you control both sides of the spectrum, then you have complete dominance over anything you automatically know what their reaction is going to be you know how to handle the situation problem reaction solution you create the problem gauge the reaction then you offer the solution and i think that that is exact and, and they know that so instead of just coming directly out with their agenda they make people believe in that agenda so that people will carry out that agenda unknowingly we've come to the exact same conclusion yeah that's how i see it Ryder. and when people talk about all of these different things that are encoded within film and cinema uh, and tv programs music it's like that is kind of the magic that's how the alchemy works it's they try and feed these things into our collective subconscious so that at some point when it's going to manifest or they're going to try and manifest it all of the seeds have already sprouted in our minds and it makes it much more likely it's going to occur. So it's kind of a form of interactive magic. And then we engage with that and start to believe in it. And that just adds more fuel to this fire. And then it creates a real world situation. And if you look back throughout history, there's all kinds of examples of that. There was in, I think it was in the 1800s in Victorian England, there was these dancing fits where people would just freak out and start dancing and they dance themselves to death and of course this was some kind of psychosis but the more people that did it the more it happened and, you know it kind of spread across the country then just died out and it's the same with covid like all of this messaging that they gave us i truly believe people were getting sick and unwell but i don't think it was from what people thought it was i think it's they'd created that sickness and illness in themselves and you know i've seen that in my life so many times with people i've worked with people actually have or had serious mental illness where they could imagine themselves and then come out in all kinds of hives and rashes and all kinds of different illnesses. They had so much mental distress that it was kind of physically manifesting. So I've seen all this and I, I believe that's how it works. That's exactly how it works. That's exactly what they do. And let's say, let's use this for an example, right? Let's say that you have a, uh, a corporate job, right? And everyone decided to do a prank on one person. Right. There's hundreds of people that work in this building uh, at this this fictional corporate job, right? And they're all in on it, 
and one person isn't, right? So they decide to run an experiment, right? The guy comes into work. The first thing that he's greeted by, he's super healthy. Everything's good. Nothing's wrong with him, right? The first person he sees says, oh, man, you're not looking too good, bro. What's wrong with you? Are you, are you okay? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. What are you talking about? I'm great. I'm doing great. Everything's great, right? And then a little bit later on, another person says that exact same thing to him. And then he starts to question that maybe I'm not feeling the best. Maybe I'm not feeling great. You know, goes into the bathroom. He checks his face to see if there's, you know, if there's anything uh, physically wrong with him. And throughout that day, all of those people do the exact same thing to him. I guarantee you by the end of the day, that dude is going to be sick. He's going to think something's wrong with him. Actually, he's probably going to leave work early because everyone is telling him that he's sick. It would take a very strong individual mentally and psychologically. It's a hive mind, right? That's what they're they're creating. They're creating a hive mind. And they want everyone to fall in line with the group consensus, right? Not knowing that all those people were in on the experiment, right? He believes that he's actually sick or that there's something wrong with him, right? There's been tons of experiments that's been done like this, right? They'll take a group of 10 people into a room. They'll, uh, nine people will be in on the experiment. One individual doesn't know that it's a, an experiment, right? They take people into the room. They say, which one of these lines right here are similar to each other. All nine of the other people that are in on the experiment will tell you that this line is similar to this line, when obviously it's not, right? But the one person starts to say, well, what are you talking about? It's it's this line that is closest to this line. But once it goes through everyone and they're giving the wrong answer, it's worked every single time that it's been done. The, the guy that started out saying, the right answer will then change his answer to the wrong answer to fall in line with the rest of the group. It's the way that it works. Yeah, it is. And we've all seen that up close and personal these past few years. Like we've seen it. I'm sure everyone listening to this has got a story. Uh, I've got some wild ones. I actually know somebody who put himself in hospital because he was so terrified of COVID. He's so terrified of getting it. You know, I was living with him at the time and it was a real tragedy to watch somebody literally lose their mind over all of this. And you couldn't get through to him. And at one point he 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 went out to his uh, friend's house and he drank some whiskey, had a great night, uh, woke up with a hangover. But he was so terrified of this virus that he interpreted the signs of the hangover as having something wrong with him. And he actually called an ambulance and put himself in hospital and he stayed there for well over a week because he refused to leave because he felt safe in the hospital uh, and it was all to do with this mass psychosis that had gone in but uh, i i saw that person get really psychologically and probably he was physically unwell on some level just because it had kind of infected him this mass psychosis that was going on uh, but i think everyone everyone will have seen this the past few years listening to this in on on some level uh, but then also right the the interesting thing with all of this is that I actually do believe there is some, let's say there's a spiritual realm to it as well. And that it's not just physical manifestations, because you could easily describe all of this as, yeah, they're hacking our brains, uh, they're inputting these ideas and thoughts, and then they're doing false flags to make it appear real, whatever. 
But I actually think there is a real kind of alchemy to life too. And you can do this on the positive side as well, where people can actually manifest things. And I'm not talking about this kind of pop psychology, but I'm talking about you know, the way that athletes use, let's say, visualization, or you can use it as a podcaster, you can dream your future, you can imagine it, you can visualize it, you can write it down. And I know that stuff works too, because I've used it in my life all the time. So there is almost like a like a kind of next level to this, where it's not just a physical plane stuff, there is some kind of spirituality to it as well. And I'm just wondering how you kind of interpret that in your life. Do you feel that it's not just physical, that there is some kind of extra... I don't know. It's hard to even describe, isn't it? We're talking about the spiritual plane here. Yeah, I do. I do believe that there is um, some sort of possible higher intelligence to the design here. But I really don't think that it cares what's going on. It can, like, might help you in some instances. But this... This guy, uh, Doe from the uh, Heaven's Gate cult, says that if uh, how you know that you're communicating with the next evolutionary level above human is that if it, by how your life is going, right? If your life is really crappy and uh, things aren't working out for you and your life isn't, um, you know, you're not getting material things, then that means that you're in contact with the higher evolutionary level above human, the Luciferian consciousness. That's where that whole concept of Luciferians came from was this heaven's gate cult, right? The Luciferian consciousness has infiltrated into this reality and has gotten people. If they're getting material possessions, if their life is going good, if they're, increasing their wealth in this reality, then that is really the Luciferians impersonating God. God doesn't want you to be happy here, according to uh, Bo from the Heaven's Gate cult. If you're happy here, you're having a good life, then you've been infiltrated by the Luciferian consciousness. If you're doing really crappy, you don't have a lot of material possessions, you're not, um, you know, you don't have a lot of wealth, then uh, that's God. Well, you're certainly not going to have a, not, a lot of wealth if you uh, join one of these cults. <laughs> They're going to take it all off you. Yeah, and and you got to get rid of your, you got to get rid of all the things that make us human here, in order to ascend to the next evolutionary level above human in heaven. So you got to get rid of all of your desires, right? And Bo from the Heaven's Gate cult even went as far as to chop his balls off to get rid of sexual desire. And a lot of uh, some of his followers, up to six of his followers also chemically castrated themselves uh, to get rid of uh, sexual desire as well. Right. So I don't know. Take, take, take it as you will. I mean, we've heard several people say that this realm is the realm of desire and you have to, I mean, that's what the Bible basically says as well, that, this physical 3D reality is just nothing but desire and you have to get rid of that desire, which includes, uh, you know, sexual desire, which is really freaking interesting because if people want, if people want 
peace and everything to be copacetic and us to go into this new golden age of humanity, which is basically what all of these UFO cults talk about, a new age of humanity. It's coming. It's coming soon. It's coming next week. It's going to happen in 2001. It's going to happen in 97. Uh, the golden age of humanity is is trailing along the tail of the uh, comet uh, a boobity blop, you know, and it's going to take us into this. It's going to send us into this new age of humanity. Well, if you think about it, in order to get to that stage, we would all have to be the same, right? We wouldn't be able to have individuality because our individuality and our and our group think is what makes us fight with one another, right? It causes that division. So the people that are advocating for a new age of humanity are really advocating for the new world order because that's what the new world order wants. It wants everyone to be the same. They want them to own the exact same things. Well, you're going to own nothing and be happy, right? They they don't want you to, uh, they want you to rent things. They want you to be a part of a smart city. They want you to be robots, right? And that's what Doe from the Heaven's Gate call was essentially doing. He was turning all of his followers into androgynous robot followers. So they all thought the same. They all did the same. And therefore, if they did that, it would be peace. When instead of doubling down on our individuality, which is what makes us special here, I can have a different experience of my life. You can have a different experience of your life. Everyone that's listening to this right now or watching this right now has a different experience of their life. Instead of doubling down on that and accepting our differences as human 3D physical beings on the planet, like we should be doing, right? I have no qualms with you because you're different than me. And I have no qualms with you because you have a different belief system and a different belief structure than I do based on your experiences of life, right? They want to take everybody and make it all the same. They want to give everyone the same curriculum. They want to give everyone the same exact food. They want to portion out everybody's food. And that's what they did in this Heaven's Gate cult. And that is the only way that you, well, according to them, the only way that you get into this golden age, peaceful humanity is if everyone's androgynous, if everyone acts the same, everyone thinks the same, everyone has the same belief structure, right? That's what people have talked about with this uh, new world order, this new world government is that everything is going to be the same. They're going to install a, a one world uh, religion, a one world currency, right? They're doing exactly the exact same thing that Doe from the Heaven's Gate cult was doing to all of his followers. Not even to mention the androgyny and the uh, LGBT community sex change stuff which is a whole, which is exactly the direction that they're trying to take humanity was the exact direction that Bo from the Heaven's Gate cult was trying to take his his followers. Wow, there's a lot to unpack there, but I think you're 100% right. And I think this is a really good topic for you to be researching. And the way that I see it, Ryder, is that as a mass of humanity, we have been initiated into a cult. We have been initiated... And the initiatory process, it goes back a long way, but you can see the stages. We had all of these big, massive events in humanity that caused this trauma. 
the mass media and the things that people consume psychologically, it became darker and darker. Like, you know, when we was children, the stuff that you could see on TV, uh, there used to be a thing in the UK called the watershed. This was like 8 p.m. You couldn't put anything before 8 p.m. that had any violence. Like, you know, you couldn't show somebody uh, even shooting a gun at somebody. It was called the watershed. You had to wait till after 8 p.m. Now, today, if you watch children's TV, it's all violence. Now, the people at the top controlling it, of course, like they're, they're actually the leaders of the cult. And that's the way that I see it is we're all being initiated and people like yourself uh, are not in it. You've not you've declined the initiation, but that's only because you're conscious of it. And I guess this kind of research that you're doing is really valuable because if people see that, maybe they can then start to see that leap that, oh, shit, the whole world is kind of being initiated into a cult. Uh, and I do think they're taking us now right now to this one world religion, because before to, before now, it was all about atheism. There was no belief. But that was just like a transitory period so that they could then instill a new belief structure. And I think it's going to have to be some kind of uh, one world uh, leader, like a like a cosmic Christ or some kind of Maitreya, something like this. And you, you can almost uh, feel it in the air now that we're kind of moving towards that. And it may be the UFOs. It may be an alien. You know, it could be like an alien that comes and tells us, oh, we've been watching you. Uh, you're destroying the planet. You know, <laughs> We've been watching you from afar. And I think we're, we're kind of moving towards that now. So what are your thoughts on all of that, Ryder? Absolutely. That's exactly what they're going to do. And that's what I'm trying to show within these cults is that you can apply their ideology, their theories to almost everything. You can apply their ideology to the conspiracy community. You can apply their ideology to the secret space program and the, the super soldier people, right? You can apply their ideology to whatever it all fits it's the exact same thing. Uh, a cult burrito that I've been calling a cult burrito where they take a bunch of different people's theories and mix it all up in together to make their own theories and their own, uh, you know, cult theology is the exact same thing that conspiracy theorists do. Conspiracy theorists take little bits and pieces from what they've heard other people talk about and then develop their own ideas uh, surrounding those theories that they've heard other people say, right? Like, um, Doe, I hate to keep bringing up Doe because there, but there's so much good stuff surrounding the the Heaven's Gate cult. They they had so many. They were really ahead of their time as far as New Age theories and uh, New Age speculations, right? But Doe says that you're sorry, right? I'm just whatever to listeners that if you're not watching the video, if you're kind of just listening to it through a podcast. You've got to research this guy's name because that image you keep showing me on the camera, this guy looks nuts. He actually does look like yeah. he's lost his mind. Yeah, and he believes that whatever it is that you believe in becomes real, right? Like uh, whatever you believe in in the afterlife becomes real for you. So if you believe in heaven, when you die, that's where you're going to go. You're going to go to heaven. If you believe in hell, then that's where you're going to go whenever you die. If you believe in giant flying spaghetti monster, when you die, you're going to go be in league with the giant spaghetti monster when you die. But he also says that your belief doesn't overrule factual reality as well, which I think is very interesting, right? It's kind of like what we were talking about with the egregores. You can believe in something all that you want, but does that belief actually make it factual and real, right? But the first person that I had ever heard talk about that was Jordan Maxwell. And this isn't anything negative against Jordan Maxwell. It's just where I heard 
this theory that your belief creates whatever you want in your reality after you die. Jordan Maxwell said uh, that the exact same thing that Bo from the Heaven's Gate call was talking about a decade earlier than Jordan Maxwell was talking about it, saying that uh, whatever you believe in the afterlife is what you get, right? So these ideas and these thoughts and these concepts from all of these cults have not only be re been regurgitated within extraterrestrial lore and myth and UFO lore and myth, but it's also been regurgitated within conspiracy lore and conspiracy myth as well. And what you said earlier is exactly what I'm trying to do with these, uh, with studying and doing this UFO doomsday call series is to switch something on in their brain, right? Instead of just outright telling them, I, my hope is, is that they figure it out on their own and that all the beliefs and the ideas and the ideologies that these cults have are the exact same beliefs, thoughts, ideologies that we have today in this community, just repackaged differently with different words. Wow. Well, I think that was probably one of our longest introductions here on the podcast because we was actually going to talk, talk about psychic spies. Uh, but I think that's a great introduction and build up to it. And I was going to ask you about this research after we spoke about the psychic spies. So I'm glad we've done it first, actually, Ryder, because I think it actually brings it in in a really good way, because what we're actually going to be talking about in part two with psychic spies is that there are things out there that have been witnessed that have been enacted that do suggest that there is more there is something real there are powers out there so we've just kind of talked about some of the fakery that's going on some of the psyops but what we're going to talk about with psychic spies is that there is something out there something beyond just the physical and we talked about how this realm where we are is ruled over people some people say the bible says it's ruled over by lucifer the Cathars used to say it's a demiurge, so it's like an evil god, and our goal is to transcend that and get out of here. And when you talk about the psychic spies, one of the things that really is kind of exciting about that is it does suggest that there is this spiritual realm to life. Now, I've got a strong belief system anyways, but I think some of the listeners will find it really fascinating. So maybe we could go into that in, uh, well, we'll call this the end of part one, Ryder. Is there anything that you wanted to add to this? Is there anywhere where people can come to find more of your work? Just give them your maybe um, addresses again, and then we'll go into part two with the Psychic Spies. Yes, you can find me on YouTube at Raised by Giants, on Rockfin at Raised by Giants, uh, Odyssey, Rumble, and all of the different podcast platforms. And if you would like to reach out personally, uh, you can find me on Facebook at Raised by Giants and on Instagram at Raised by Giants Pod. Awesome. Really looking forward to part two. Thanks so much, Ryder. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. And I really enjoyed that conversation, but I'm super excited for part two. Psychic Spies is one of the coolest topics that I think I've ever had on a podcast. So let's get to it. Let's go to part two. What you are basically. Deep, deep down, far, far in, is simply 
the fabric and structure of existence itself. Peace for all men and women, for all men and women, for all men and women. Not merely peace in our time, peace in all time. Honestly expressing yourself. Peace in our time. Peace in all time. 